Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Well, I do want to welcome our online viewers, those of you that are watching online, perhaps you're listening on the podcast. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together for our online viewers and listeners? I say it every week, and I want to say it again, that if you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop on by. We'll make you feel right at home, won't we, Hope Covenant Church? I want to speak to some things that I'm discerning in the room today, and I've got a message that I have never uh, had confirmation more so than I did today, that this is right on uh, with what God wants to do and what God wants to say. Holy Spirit's been speaking to me a lot. Um, How many of you love hearing from the Holy Spirit? Because how many of you know that's not just me as the pastor, that's every one of us. If you wake up and you have a heart beating in your chest, you love the Lord and you invite him into uh, your life to speak to you, he will. Uh, it's amazing what, what can happen in the presence of the Lord. I say this often, that just a moment in the presence of the Lord is better than me speaking to you for 50 years. It changes absolutely everything. And I'm believing God for a real encounter this morning, talking about nonsensical obedience. The definition of nonsensical is literally just having no, no meaning, making no sense. And, uh, There are times where God calls us to do things. I believe many of you are in this season right now, and I I think this message is going to really resound with a lot of you. And it's it makes no sense. It's hard to get it. Like, what am I doing? God's telling me to do this, and I can't wrap my brain around it. Anybody ever been there where God tells you to do something that it doesn't make any sense? It's, It's illogical in every way. And oftentimes, God will ask us to do things that we can't figure out. How many of you know he's bigger, his ways are better, and it's a matter of trusting him? And I want to stir up your faith because I believe many of you are in a position where you're, ch- and, and all of us deal with moments where we're challenged in our faith to believe for what's coming that God has told us. Maybe you have a promise that you're locking into. You know that God's promises are yes and amen, but you don't see it. It's like, God, I feel like I've taken three steps backwards. I've given you this analogy many times that when you take a rubber band and you want to launch something forward, you got to pull it back and then it gains momentum as it's going backwards, which seems opposite of what it should do. But then it launches it forward. And many times that's what God is doing behind the scenes. That's what he was doing Saturday. We've talked about the Saturday moment before the resurrection. There was all kinds of things. It felt like things were going backwards, but they were actually really catapulting forward. And thank God for that miracle. But God will sometimes take it. He'll ask us to take a step of faith or do something that it doesn't make sense. And and this, this could be anything from something simple to a major life step. But I want to look at a story from an average man. And his name's Gideon. You're probably, some of you familiar with this, some of you not. But I want to go, if you have your Bible, turn to Judges 6. I'm going to read from the New Living. All the verses today are from the New Living. And I don't have that many. I've got, I've got just a few of them. But Judges 6, we're going to read from 12 to 16. And I'm going to really dissect this. I'm going to really, there's some things going to really come alive. 
I really was weeping before the Lord as I was reading this because I've, I've been in this moment. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. I'm going to pause right there. When God asks you to do something and he addresses you, mighty hero, and you feel like you're not equipped at all, you don't feel like a hero in that moment, but God just spoke it. So that settles it, right? Many of you, God's asking you to do something in a season that doesn't make sense. And I want to say to you, mighty hero, why would you say that to me? Mighty hero, because God says it. He's destined you to be a hero. That's a good word. I need somebody to amen. Okay, good. Y'all feel like y'all are here now. So the angel of the Lord is saying to you this morning, he's appearing to you. Consider this the word of the Lord. Mighty hero, God's with you. Oh, I don't necessarily feel like God's with me in this moment. You need to see what's going on in my business. You need to see what's going on with my kids. You need to see what's going on. I, you know, I've been looking for support. I've been looking for help. M- mighty, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. This is a good word. I'm going to cash in on it. He says, sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? So there, there was an attack that was coming. And God's speaking to him to get him ready to lead. And he's feeling like he's got zero leadership in this moment. Gideon, just to, just to give you a little, little sort of a, 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 a readiness for what's coming in, in this verse of where, just to give you a little context. Insecure, <laughs> definitely not feeling like he's, he's, he's a competent dude ready for this. And God's speaking to him. And that happens so many times in the Bible. I can give you character after character after character that God, thank God, he, he did not call the equipped. He equipped the called. I'm thankful for that this morning. Anybody with me? So he's saying, why has all this happened to us? Why are we under attack? And, and where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Maybe some of you right now, God, where are you? I hear you. That's a great statement of faith. Woo! But God, where are you? Anybody there? You're telling me to do this. When's the breakthrough? Where, where is it? God, where are you? If you feel that way, you came to the right place this morning. Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? God already brought me out of bondage. Why am I experiencing this? Anybody ever felt like God brings you out of, out of something? He's bringing you into a good season and you run into something else? Like, Lord, when is enough enough? <laughs> but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. So you're wondering, like, what's the Midianites? This is a superpower that they're under attack against. This this huge military. And then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have. You know, when God tells you, go with the strength you have, and you're like, I don't have any strength. Lord, what? go with what strength? Go with the joy you have. I don't have any joy. What joy? Oh, it's the joy of the Lord that's my strength. You see where God's going with this? Go with the strength you have. What strength? It's like, Go ahead, part the Red Sea. Uh, with what? A rod? A, a stick? What? what? What's in your hand right now? You're at a moment. I don't know what to do. We just talked with a couple here at this church. I don't know what to do. What's the last word you got from God? Stand on that word. When all else fails, you stand there with your stick. 
Lord, Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the So now he's, Lord, I'm not, I'm not feeling equipped. I don't even know where you are. And you're asking me to do something huge, like rescue the Israelites. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? You're going to send me in a moment where I'm feeling this low? Can I tell you, when you were at rock bottom, many times that's when the sending happens. Because you need God and he loves when we need him. That's why I'm back here. My God, if I could have put a grass skirt on today, like, y'all just worship. Don't worry about it. It's got it covered. Sometimes I would just want to preach the message, then we worship. Maybe we should start doing that. Except that it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. I want to get you there first. Trying to. That's why I try to get you all to worship. Trying to get somebody to recognize the King of kings and the Lord of lords who can handle anything. Well, why do you say that every service? Because I'm like, listen, repetition's revelation. I want y'all to get this. So he says, the Lord turns to him and says, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. And I want to say this to somebody that's here this morning. God's sending you. If you feel less than, if you feel insecure, if you feel like you need God, you're in the perfect place. He's sending you. Look at your neighbor, say, he's sending you. But Lord Gideon replied, how can, I re- how can I do this? Some of you, God's called you to do something right now. You're going, how can I do this? I don't, I don't have the cash. I don't have the grace. That's my favorite saying. Liz and I, we used to say it to each other when we were younger. I just don't have the grace for this. Well, last I read in scripture, it's his grace that's sufficient, not yours. So of course you don't have the grace for this. How dumb is that? Anybody ever said things that you realized afterwards how dumb it was? It happens when you get into the presence of the Holy Spirit. I recognize many times my dumb in the presence. I'm like, oh, that was really dumb. That was really, really dumb. I'm just being real with y'all. But Lord Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I am the least in my entire family. I'm the least likely that you'd want to call. Wow. Least likely you're going to choose me. And by the way, he's, he's in a wine press when God's talking to when this, when this angel appears and all this whole thing's happening. So he's like hanging out in Napa. <laughs> I'm giving you, don't, don't quote me theologically on this. I'm just trying to give you context. But the Lord said to him, I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man an entire, huge, massive army as if you're fighting one man. And here's the word of the Lord for you. It looks massive and huge and scary. And God's saying, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. I got this. You need to say to yourself, God's got this. Because when you can't, he can. And oftentimes, in fact, let me just say always, he will put you in that situation where you absolutely need dependence on him. If you can fulfill your dream and your purpose without God, it's not big enough. I question whether it's God's purpose or yours if it's easy street. So you're looking at life and while you're whining and poor me, God's going, oh, I got so much more I want to give you. Would you quit whining, honey, so I can give you this assignment? By the way, a lot of times he's waiting for our complaining to stop to give us the full assignment. I did not get the call to do this church until I finally shut up complaining. I was complaining, complaining, and whining, and whining, and God finally got up in my grill and said, you know what, you really annoy me. 
Well, what happened to you is kindness leads us to repentance. Oh, it was kind because I was, an, I was starting to annoy everybody around me. You need to calm down. My God. My, hey, let me tell you, the pregnant thing is awesome. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Judges 7. Verse, come back, Jesus. Judges 7, verses 2 to 7. The Lord said to Gideon, so finally he like accepts this whole thing. And the Lord says to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they save themselves by their own strength. They're going to start Instagramming, like taking all the pictures, like, look what I did. God's saying, no, I don't like that. I, how many of you know God loves getting the credit for what he did? He'll make sure he does. See, he'll get your pride and he'll squash it down to about nothing. And many of you, that's a season you're in right now. And it does not feel good, but it is good. It's good when God does, when God does the crushing, you know, and you feel like you're down to about nothing. And you look up and he goes, baby, I got this. When you recognize that, it's a beautiful moment because it's the beginning in that moment, not the end. He says, therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. And Gideon's probably thinking, I'm timid and afraid. <laughs> You're going to tell me to let these guys go. I mean, I'm like a hypocrite now. But check this out. You know, it's so good when, when we rely. Let me, let me keep reading before I go there. Therefore, tell the people, who are, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. Everybody say, uh-oh. That does not look good when you're fighting a huge military and God just cut yours by more than half. If I did my math correct, I think I did. 22,000, he's got 10 left. This isn't good. But the Lord told Gideon, there's still too many. I, you cut me down to 10. I'm less than half of what I had. You're telling me there's still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup the water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like dogs. In the other group, put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Now, only 300 men drank from their hands, and all the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. And the Lord says this to Gideon. <laughs> this is getting outrageous now. He says, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. What he said right there is you got 300 left. Y'all can go home. What, what, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? You didn't drink right. What? How many of you know the word of the Lord is awesome until he tells you to do really dumb stuff? Like that's dumb. You just cut me. I had 22,000. Then you cut me down to 10. Now I got 300 left because they didn't drink right. What? How many of you, you feel like that in your assignment? Yeah. Like, I'm whittled down, I'm whittled down, I'm whittled down. There's times I look at the church checking account, I go, God, 
<laughs> Jesus. Seriously, I'm down to $300. I had 22,000 just last week. And then that, now, seriously, I'm just giving you another analogy of where many of you are at right now. I, can, I know it because I discern it. But check this out. Now go to Judges 7. We're going to read verse 9. Then we're going to skip to 16. And then we're going to do 19 to 21. And I'm going to preach something that in this moment, it's mind-blowing. I want you to feel this. I want this to stir your faith that there is nothing that God asks you to do. If God truly asks you to do it, that he won't provide for, that he won't, his promises are yes and amen, and he is going to get you there. Look at the person next to you say, he's going to get you there. No, he's going to get you there. You, you might feel like you're hyperventilating in this moment, and maybe you are, but check out what God's up to right here. Because I'm declaring this over my life. That night the Lord said, get up and go down into the Midianite camp. For I have given you victory over them. Now, many of you, I want you to know the word of the Lord. You have the victory. You go, I'm freaked out. You have the victory. And when you're freaked out, you need to just start to declare out of your mouth, I have the victory. Because it's important for your ears to hear the faith that your mouth is speaking. Even if you don't believe it. Even if you don't feel it. This generation, we're so moved by our feelings. God's trying to get you past the feeling. Holy Ghost is not a feeling. The word of the Lord is not a feeling. It's a promise. Judges 7 verse 9. That night the Lord said, get up. Go down into the mountain. uh, Go down into the Midianite camp rather. For I have given you victory over them. He divided the 300 men into three groups. And gave each man a ram's horn and, and a clay jar with a torch in it. So I want to explain this. So, so there's these torches. They're lit. There's a flame. And they've got a clay jar that's covering it. All right? And it was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when, when Gideon and the 100 men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp. Suddenly, they blew the ram's horns and broke their clay jars. So it let out this huge light. And then all three groups blew their horns and broke their jars, and they held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands, and they all shouted a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Each man stood at his position around the camp and watched the Midianites, this superpower, massive, intimidating army, and what happened? They rushed around in panic. They shouted, and they ran to escape. Uh, thank you. I mean, well, can everybody say amen? amen? So what happened was when they broke the clay jars, these flames to the Midianites, it looked like a way bigger army than it actually was. And they became intimidated. When you are in front of the enemy and you're staring at a situation where the enemy's coming at you, you just need to declare with the authority of the Lord that's in you, break your clay jar and say, in Jesus' name, no, and watch how the enemy gets intimidated. Some of you need to take your clay jars and break them this morning over your situation that you're staring at. You want the breakthrough? Break that clay jar. No matter what it looks like, because God has already told us we've won the victory. The battle is his. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. This applies to any situation, whether it be a personal conflict, a word curse, whatever it is that you're dealing with and you're staring at, you need to know God's got this. He's bigger. No weapon formed up against me can prosper. 
So some of you are staring at a situation where you're believing God and you've been believing God and you've been believing God. And hope deferred can make the heart sick. You're like, God, when? God, when? God, when? What do I do? You know what you do? You get to a place where you posture yourself, that you're at rock bottom and say, Lord, I can't anymore, but I need you to, and he will. It's that simple. This year, you can ask anybody who really knows me who's in my inner circle. I, I just declared this year, I said, you know what? It's time for this church to take off. And this year, God's doing it. God's doing it. I'm not doing it. My marketing strategy, get God in the room and let him do it. Because I'm just so, I'm so sick of, of just doing, it, doing the motions of church. I want to see his manifest presence here. What I mean by that is I want to have a room where you walk through those doors and you know God was here. You met with him and had an appointment. Got an appointment with God, 1030 a.m. at Hope Covenant Church. Not that you can't have one at home, but there's something collectively about us having that encounter together that forever changes us and we're marked and we're different. And it's scriptural. And it's scriptural to not forsake the assembling. It's scriptural to be disciplined in the house of God. You want to be as successful in your life? Follow the, the, the lordship and the things that he says to do. Get to rock bottom and just say, God, I can't. I'm just going to follow your, your principles. I'm going to be obedient. You say, do I have to follow all those principles to see the blessing of the Lord? You know, if you want to see it in its fullness, yeah. You, as you submit to his obedience, he blesses you. Which is why I talk to you all about tithing and giving. And, and I push on it really hard. It's not because of a need. It's, be, it's because you need to get to a place of dependence on God. Yes. How many of you can say with absolute like integrity, you can raise your hand and say, I have a financial need right now. Anybody? Anybody have a financial need? Yeah. There, hey, there's, there's something about you lifting your hand and saying, I have a financial need. Good. Get to a place where you sow into the kingdom and God will meet that financial need. Well, I don't believe it. Do it and test it. The victory is already won. It's already been taken care of. It's handled. So I want to tell the person that's here that's struggling and your faith has been under attack that what you're seeking God for, if it's from the Lord and it's his promise and you know you heard that from God, stand on it and don't quit. Don't tap out of the race. Oftentimes, I, I heard John Maxwell say that the difference between those, are, those that are successful and those that aren't are the ones that don't tap out too early. And oftentimes, the ones that tap out, tap out just before the breakthrough. Just before the breakthrough. I say it because I've been there. I've been there. I'm there right now. Because I got to be honest with y'all. I get into the presence of the Lord on Saturday. I don't feel like doing church. I feel like having an encounter with God. And I want him to mess everything up that all week long. I, I really honestly, I like throw it out there. God, how can you mess up church Sunday? Because I'm here for it. Like, I just want you to come in and wreck us and show up and show off your goodness and your kindness. And I'm so sick of the motions of church. I just want you. I just want you. Is anybody besides me there? Like, I just want God. I'm, I love church. I, I love, I don't love the organization of church. I, I love the church. I love the people. That's what the church is. 
And, and, and we got to get to a place where we hit rock bottom. And there's something collectively about two or three gathered in his name saying, Lord, I'm at rock bottom. We need a move of your spirit. I'm so thankful for God who doesn't have needs. He has desires. He doesn't have needs, but he desires that us in our need would seek him, connect with him, love on him, whether, we, whether you feel like you need him or not, which you do. Just love on him and watch him break through the very thing that you need. It works. I'm bad. Y'all have me yelling this morning. It, it works. It works. And I'm staring at a group of people that I, like, like Gideon, mighty hero, mighty hero, mighty hero, mighty hero, mighty hero. The Lord is with you. What are you worried about? Everybody say fear, go. So you got to get rid of that fear and just start declaring fear. You have no place in me. The Lord is with me. I'm a mighty hero. I'm a champion. I'm destined for great things. You go, isn't that a little self-absorbed to declare that? No, you're declaring you belong to him. And how many of you know he doesn't make junk and he doesn't mess up? He's good. He's good. He's good. You go, it doesn't look good. He's good. I don't feel like I can. That's good. Because he can and he will. So this morning, the word of the Lord is, mighty hero, the Lord is with you and you will do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All things. What's the strategy? Here's the strategy if you don't know what to do. I want every person to look at me. Here's what you need to do to strategize. Get into the presence of the Holy Ghost. And say, Lord, what's your strategy? And ask and ask and ask until you hear his voice with it. And when you do run and until you do, don't just stand. But when you do, baby, you put it in high gear and go for it. You put some Red Bull in it. Because God is going to bless some of you this year. I'm telling you the breakthrough. It's, it's not coming. It's here. Yeah, put your hand, yeah, can we put our hands together? The breakthrough's here. And I'm looking for somebody who says, I can't, but he can. And so if that's you this morning, I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to pray and we're going to close. We're done this morning. But if you're saying, I am less than, I can't, but I know God, you can. Maybe you don't, but you just want to test it and watch him do what he can do. Yeah. Father, all across this room, just lift your hands to him. We declare right now. Lord, nonsensical. It doesn't make sense, but we're going to obey what you tell us to do. We're going to trust you. We can't, but you can. And we ask you to do amazing things through every one of us in this room. Lord, here am I. Say this out loud. Here am I. Difference between here I am. No, 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 no. It's not I've arrived. It's here am I. Here am I. Say this. Here am I. Send me. Do with me what you want. I trust you. I trust you. Now just picture the thing that you're believing God for right now. You just say, Lord, I thank you that you're moving. Thank him for it like it's already done. There's power in that. I thank you, God, that you're breaking through for every individual here in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name. Man, I feel the Lord here this morning. He's breaking through some things for some of you. You need Some of you need to just let us know when you get the testimony of the breakthrough because I want y'all to share it. I want y'all to share it. Lord, I thank you that you're moving. We thank you for your spirit. Jesus, just like we encountered you today, I thank you this whole week that we would experience your supernatural goodness and your power in our lives. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, shout amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.